Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hey listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Osiris. All right, we are live Wednesday, March 2nd. Thank you, everyone out there, for hanging with us here in Fish Podcast Land. My name is Brian Brinkman. Uh, I'm here with my close friends, RJ and Megan, to talk through Mexico 2022. RJB is here. He is tanned. He is relaxed. He is happy. He is filled with bliss and good vibes because he just returned from Fish, Mexico here. This is the Helping Friendly Podcast on tour and live coming at you, talking through Mexico 2022. RJ, how are you doing here today? Did I accurately describe the way you felt coming back from Fish, Mexico? 
Yeah, I feel great. I mean, it was amazing um, to get away for a few days and be in Mexico. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing like it in in live music or vacation music. It's great. I feel awesome. Feels awesome. As AK13 says, you are glowing with bliss. <laughs> I yes. can see it. There's a glow, man. There is. You a, are, uh, RJ. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep that, it going. It's that love and light. It's that love and light. Meg, how are you doing? We we hung out a lot over the last mm-hmm. week and uh, we're still talking fish. We're still, you know, we're still friends. This is a good thing. We had no <laughs> serious debates that threw everything off. How are you feeling meeting someone virtually who was in Mexico in the middle of February while you were not? I'm happy for RJ. I'm happy for yeah. everyone that got to go. There was some moments, I think it was Friday, I was like walking in like the freezing rain in New York City and I was like really digging down deep to feel happy for those people, but I am happy for you. And I had a blast talking with you, Brian. We had such a good time. I mean, Fish was on fire. So even watching these shows from the couch was an awesome time. I totally agree. It was an incredible time. It was, uh, I had a very good weekend. My brother would come over, we would order food, we'd hang out. Um, my son would tell us to turn the volume down every so often. And I was like, no, you don't seem to realize fish is jamming like very early in the first set. And I tried to explain it to him and he just didn't care, but I cared. And that was what. <laughs> so good. And as you know, I was watching it well on a weekend away with my husband, the non-fish fan. So shout out to him for being super cool. And that's great. Yeah. Supportive of my obsession. Another I- shout out to your husband for that. That was amazing. I just want to say that um, I'm, that when I got back on Monday night, I was tired and I, you know, all that. But it's there's it's so much less exhausting than like an MSG run or like any other four night fish thing would I'd be at least five times as tired. And part of that's because like, well, part of it's because there I didn't have kids around. But it's also like you you sleep in, you order room service for free. Or you go to breakfast whenever you feel like it and eat like as many tacos as you want. And then you go to the pool or the beach and you just like sit with your friends and talk for hours. And then you go to a concert on the beach like much later. There's not like city to deal with. You don't drive. You don't get on public transportation. You don't have to like you have to do anything. You, if you wanted to, you could just literally lay in your in your bed the entire day and then just go to the show when it's showtime, which I'm sure some people did. I'm sure just, a lot of people do that. I mean, it's expensive and it, you know, it's complicated to get there sort of, but I I wouldn't, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. I've been surprised at how like good I feel coming back just because I think it's just such a like chill environment that you don't have to worry about anything. So I just wanted to, I just want to throw that in there. This is a great preview for everything we're going to cover because we we did some very in-depth deep dives about each show. I want to hear your musical highlights. We want to jump into, I don't know about you all, but I've listened back to a few jams since the run ended and I want to get your thoughts on kind of how, how it holds up musically. But that stuff right there, the like, the moments in between that none of us know because we we just turn on our you know, our live fish app about 30 minutes before the show, they show some very happy people who seem very relaxed. They seem like they've ordered room service and hung out on the beach all day. We want to know what that was like. But before we do that, we do have two points of business that we do have to address. Um, The first of which is I want to remind all listeners out there to please subscribe to Osiris Media on Apple Podcasts to get 
uh, HF pod premium, um, as well as undermine premium episodes, past under the scales episodes and a bunch of other bonus content that we're currently working on. Um, we just actually recorded another bonus episode here that this group of three, um, really, really fun time hanging out with, uh, without the mics or without the cameras, without the lights of, um, of, of live TV and recording just by ourselves. We talked about our favorite versions of the absurd song catapult. So look for that episode on Apple podcasts, uh, for, for, uh, premium members here in the next couple of days, it's four ninety nine a month, get you ad free content as well as a bunch of bonus episodes. It's a great way to support what we are doing here at Osiris. And we also want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD. Meg, do you want to tell us a little bit about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD, our our great friends at Sunset Lake that we absolutely love? I'd love to. As you know, they've really turned me into a CBD fan. And the cool thing about Sunset Lake is that you don't have to spend a lot of money to get really high quality CBD because they actually send it straight from their farm. And they're a Vermont hemp farm. They craft affordable CBD products that are designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. So if you're someone that didn't go to Mexico, was home dealing with your kids in shitty weather in New York City, you know, I was taking CBD every night and it helped me feel happy for everyone in Mexico and also just get a good night's sleep. I could stop thinking about this incredible fish show. I could just go to bed and wake up feeling really well rested. So Sunset Lake CBD crafts their products from hemp grown on their family farm, and they ship them directly to customers also very quickly. Your products will come so fast. It's incredible. So they cut out all the costs associated with getting their product on the shelves at stores. And they have CBD products for every occasion. They offer tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables. They even have pet products, which I need to try out because my dog Reba is a barker and maybe this would help her like calm down. So I don't know if anybody has experience with using CBD with their pets, but let me know. I'm curious. So check them out. Share them in the comments. Yeah. Let us know. I know a lot of people do. So I think it works really well. Um, If you check them out though, use the coupon code HFPOD. You get 20% off all your products and it helps let them know that we sent you. So it's Sunset Lake CBD, farmer owned, Vermont grown. What a great company. I use them throughout the Mexico run as well to give myself that bliss zone that one needs to feel like they are uh, on a beach in Mexico while shoveling snow. Um, so with that, RJ, so it's just about a week ago, you arrived in Mexico. Tell wow. us, this was not your first time going there. Tell tell me kind of uh, your past experiences and what your thoughts were going back into it coming out of the last two years that we've had without fish playing Mexico. Yeah. I, I can't believe that was a week ago that I got there, but you're right. It was, thank you for keeping track of that. Um, <laughs> I, I just know your schedule. So I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> um, okay. So I went in 2020. It was the last thing we did before the pandemic really like mm-hmm. started and the lockdown started and we moved and like, then it just, it was crazy. So that was the last thing we did really. And um, it was awesome. And we really wanted to go back. So since then we moved to Philly and, and I probably mentioned, I know you, you guys know, I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but we've made friends with neighbors on our street and there's three families that live on our street. A couple of them have moved in to other places, but they're all, we all decided in like June that we were going to go to Mexico together. And then we actually did. And so I was there with like six people who are all fish fans who live on my block, but who I've never seen shows with before. And we, 
two of my friends, we like walked down there with our bags and got in the taxi and went to the airport and spent the whole weekend hanging out with them. So that was like, it was really cool to actually have come through with that, with that thing that we, that we thought we would do. Um, the whole thing is just like, it's just such a seamless experience. You get there to the airport and you go through customs, which took like an hour. There are like thousands of people in there. But then when you get through, you get go out and there's like a CID person. You get on a bus, they give you drinks. You go to the hotel, you check in, they give you drinks and then you go to dinner and then you like, then the whole weekend just starts. It's just like a, it's a very simple and seamless process. And getting there and going there was cool because we were, we were, we were with a bunch of new friends and saw a bunch of old friends and it was just, it was, it was great. I feel like as an adult, I just want someone to like take care of things for yeah. me. So that sounds like you're very taken care of and you don't have to like make decisions or worry about things. Like that sounds really delightful. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's definitely, you pay for it, but we paid for it so long ago <laughs> that it seemed like it was free because by the yeah. time it happens, you're like, you don't remember paying for it. Yeah. And that was just, it's just so it's great. I don't know. I have to I just keep saying it's great. The, the the staff there is so awesome. The the venue is cool. The the resort itself is great. There's like there's nothing that I would do differently, which I think is different from the Barcelo where it was the first few years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's this place like has it dialed in to the point where anything you need. My wife was sort of like not doing it on purpose, but it's like if you like ask someone like, can I do this? Can I like bring my drink into this place or can I like order food from this pool or whatever? Like they just say yes to everything. There's no, there's like really hard for them to <laughs> say no to something, you know? Um, so it, it, the food also is really, really, really high quality. I was pretty impressed with the food, especially in the restaurants within the resort. And then there's like buffets and stuff, but um, yeah, it's great. It sounds great. I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, it just it sounds perfect. Um, Tell me kind of when you're in the resort and as you're hanging out throughout the day, I'm guessing it's majority, if not all fish fans, is, is it just like you're at a fish festival? You just happen to be at a different location. Like what is the vibe like in that sense? So there's three separate locations. There's the grand and then there's like Nizuk and sunrise. And we, last time we were there, we joined this vacation club, which many of my friends made fun of me for and told me I bought a timeshare. But I reminded them that it's not a timeshare; it's a vacation club. Um, we basically <laughs> did it so that we'd be so we'd be forced to go back every time fish goes back because that's sort of it, it's actually a pretty good deal. But anyway, um, that so we're in the Grand, which is like the fancier part, but it's also the part that's not only fish fans. So the other mm-hmm. parts, Nizuk and Sunrise, where the venue is at the other end, those are all it's all fish people, and our our part was probably like. 50 to 60 percent but there were a lot of families there were a lot of people traveling there just to like go and hang out because in that area there's like a huge water park and a area for kids to to play in the pool and so it was it was a little more mixed where we were but once you start walking toward the venue you just walk through like a mile of like shakedown basically and the rooms that are on the walkway that face the walkway people put out you know, flags and hang things. And so you actually like walk by people's rooms and their patios are right there. So people are sitting out on the, on their patio next to the walkway and you high five everybody. And it's, it's like walking through shakedown, but for a long time and then on the beach. So during the day you like, you know, any, any restaurant, any pool that you're at or on the beach, like there's always, there's always a bunch of fans around and, and good conversation. And, you know, it's, it's very much 
like it has the feel of a, of a show except it's just much more relaxed and even yeah. like the pre-show like getting in there and getting a spot like no one really cares that much it's like it's much more chill you know yeah a lot of the <clears throat> a lot of the overhead shots made it look as though people had just a ton of space leading up to the stage like i, I was pretty blown away i don't know if it's just the way that they sell it and the space that they're on but it looks like every single person there has a lot of room did you did you feel that yeah yeah for sure i mean thursday night we were mike side probably like right near the soundboard um friday and saturday we were pretty close probably 20 20 rows back um and then sunday we were on the beach the whole time but the yeah you go in and everyone's like has their you know some people bring sheets from their room to like to instead of tarps you know so there's definitely some like some of that happening but it's not very territorial and once you like say hi to the people around you then everyone's just like friends i mean there's just there's just not that many people there even though it it can get crowded if you're like going back to the to the bathroom or to get a drink or something but it was um really friendly you know and then once once the space is taken there's not people coming up trying to like get in between the groups it's like once people see like a row of people, then like the next row of people comes be- comes in five or 10 feet behind you. So there's just, it's just like naturally spacious. Um, there's also not the sound anywhere, even in the very back or on the beach. It was just, it was really good everywhere. So I, I also think like sight lines and sound wise, you can't really go wrong. Like there are little places to hang out everywhere where the sound is good and where you can see pretty well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you can sense that. It doesn't seem stressful in the way that like the rail look is in a normal show. I think when they were showing it overhead, you could really tell. Yeah. There was plenty of space. Yeah, there I think I think if you're like uh, actually in the front row, there's probably a little bit more like, you know, we we went in early on Saturday cuz we did the foundation event. So we that was the one day that we went in early, but the other days we went in probably like at doors and we were able to get as close as we wanted to be. So there was not there's not a lot of fighting for space, um, which is, which makes it a lot more chill. Yeah, that's nice. Um, it looked as though this year, the stage, I don't know if, I don't know if there was a new location for the actual venue or if it flipped, do you have any thoughts on yeah. that and, and which you preferred? Yeah, it was in, so it was near the grand before. So it was on the opposite end of the resort before, and now Got it's it. on the other end. So Mike's side is the ocean now where Paige's side was the ocean before. That's the, the change but this part of the beach was i think what i think it was wider i think it was wider um and the the other end where it was where we walked through it was they must have had erosion or something or 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 just built up this side of the beach because it was so much wider than than it was on the other side um and yeah they now it's like where it's like in the wook area wook in as in a endearing way like in the where all the fans stay I don't know if they got complaints for having all the concerts in the area where it was mixed with like families and other people, or if it was just a better location, but it worked, it worked better. I think, um, I think well, I was going to ask, like, like, too. there were rooms right there and you could see that some fans just like, didn't even bother coming into the concert grounds. They yeah. just hung out on their patios and gave Trey a light show. Yeah. Um, that area though, that w- w- was, was that near where you were staying or is, is that like, no, that's the opposite end that, that's okay. called sunrise. So that's sort of like, and those rooms, I think in previous years when the stage was on the other side, those would have just been like really nice, really nice rooms. And now I think Got this it. year they were like the, 
the most expensive rooms. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Which, which okay. makes sense because you're like actually able to watch the show from your room, which is kind of insane. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like I love those box. people. Yeah, right? they were like having in their patio. And, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Box you can go back and sleep in. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the music. So um, let's jump into, and I kind of want to just take this like highlights in terms of like where you yeah. really where you saw the band um, excelling and what really struck you. Um, Thursday was the one set show, I guess from a structural standpoint, like this is a new feature that they started in 2020 where they have this welcome set. They have two relatively, you know, for all intents and purposes, normal two set fish shows and then one early show on Sunday. What are your thoughts on this structure? Do you, do you like it? Do you wish that there would be any sort of an adjustment? Like what is it like on the ground? Yeah, I mean the 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 one set show is great. I mean it's it's also like a very long set, you know. I think it's a good way to get into get into the weekend. I don't I didn't need more like I didn't need more music that night. It also starts a little later, so by the time the encore was over, I think it was I mean it was probably 11:30 Eastern, right? I don't know if you live it, was, yeah. it must have been um yeah. so it's you know, it's like it it works in that in that environment. It's a little bit you know, the later, the later start and then the earlier start on Sunday is a great way to try to structure it around people's arrivals and departures. Cause of course people who are coming in on Thursday are going to get delayed. And there's, it's also like, once you land, you know, you're not in your room for like three hours, probably there's like the customs thing is, it's, it's super intense. So if you guys have ever traveled internationally, like any international airport you go to customs is like, a disaster compared to the u.s yes. usually right yes um quite yeah so so anyway i think it's nice that they do that and start a little later um and that first night was great that was my first in 27 years of seeing fish my first peaches which was, which oh, was wow. i love that song that's awesome yeah. yeah it was really cool to see and i couldn't believe that i hadn't seen it but i think once it started i was like there's no way i've seen this before um wow. which was great and with our group we kept we were like you know throwing out our openers and like i feel like they played every opener every song that was called as an opener they played eventually in that set so we kind of all <laughs> we kind of all won um i thought never need you like this before was going to open again but then you know fourth song in it's kind of like an opener you know <laughs> like a lot of a great version as well just really <laughs> yeah rocking. it was great yes rocking version I mean, the lizards was like, you know, there was a little bit of like a bumpy start to lizards. And I was thinking like, if they're like going to open with this, wouldn't they like sit down and be like, all right, we should open with lizards. Let's like run through it and see if we <laughs> remember it. But whatever, you know, once <clears throat> once Moma Dance started and then it just felt like they were totally locked in. I mean, I think Trey was Trey's always sort of in control in in uh, in fish shows, but I, he felt it felt to me like from the very beginning he was like even like fills and things that he doesn't typically play like he was so in control the entire weekend he's clearly been like playing a lot and and getting ready for this um it was just it was amazing to me how quickly they they dropped into it just because you know that one show on new year's eve and before that was was vegas yeah, right so Mm-hmm. So they haven't played a lot recently, but it didn't it didn't show at all. Um, I really liked the I really liked those those songs I mentioned and the tweezer. You know, I, I expected some kind of bigger jam, but I didn't expect a, a jam to go that that deep that early on the first night, um, which was just 
it was so it was it was just i mean a 20 minute tweezer like what else do you want you know i was like very much just like this is this is how it should be um and to me like i think people probably were not as happy with the end of that set but to me like shade and evolve and sigma oasis and sand to close it out like to me that's it was all perfect um so i really liked it and i i thought that dave coming out for the encore was just it was just really cool to see um i haven't seen dave matthews play in a really long time and i thought it i thought it worked well and um i thought he and trey were you know they they were all they seemed to be having a good time with it i thought that was really cool yeah we talked when meg and i talked on friday about this show that like it felt like lizards through funky bitch was this like opening segment to kind of welcome everyone and then once tweezers started up it was are they actually going to jam this or is it just going to be you know energy and they're playing tweezer and the fact that they took it to where they did and then that tweezer through i would say until shade felt like a very specific segment of music um i loved evolve in that spot i loved the tube jam sigma oasis i thought was going to ultimately end it the Dave Matthews encore was one of my favorite things I've seen the band do in, in a long time. Like seeing Trey and Dave together up on stage. Uh, I was watching it with my brother and my wife and like all of us were like smiling ear to ear from the couch. You know, we all had live at Red Rocks before we had a live one type of thing. Like that was yep. the mm-hmm. entry point. Yeah. And the look on Dave's face when he, re- when he figures out the tweezer reprise riff. Yeah. And I, I was sitting there being like, he's never played anything this heavy on stage before, like his in, in his entire career. And he's just going to be blown away once Fishman and Gordo come in. It was it was yeah. a great opening set. Megan, what, what were your thoughts as you've kind of listened back to this? Yeah, I mean, there are so many great moments in this set. I think that falling into that huge jam right at, into Tweezer, not that it was a huge jam, but they fell right into it. Like they sounded so locked in like immediately when the jam started in Tweezer. And that was the moment that I was like, wow, they're really listening to each other. And that's carrying over from like summer and fall tour, which was really exciting. I also thought the howling was so awesome. It was so well played and so fun. I've been waiting to hear like when these songs, like I was curious, like, you know, I knew they didn't play them on New Year's Eve. And so I was like, are they going to be playing them right away? Are they going to wait? And I thought that one was played so well. I mean, the biggest takeaway for me watching this show at home was just how happy Trey seemed. He seemed so happy. They seemed to be having so much fun. And I agree. I thought the encore was magical. I feel like it was just two friends who care a lot about each other. And it was beautiful to hear them play some songs. I got to learn about the maker, which I didn't really know a lot about, which was such an amazing song. And there's a lot of history with other artists singing the song. And I thought that was really cool to hear them play that. And yeah, the tweezer reprise, like them just raging together and seeing Dave Matthews with that, like the minute that like Fishman kicks in is just like such a moment to be on stage for something like that and to see all these fans just going crazy. That was so fun. I loved the show. I thought, I thought it was a really, really, really strong. Like if you think of it as a little mini tour opener or run opener, I mean, I walked out of the show, not walked out, but left the couch from the show thinking like, they're, they sound great. Like this is going to be a really solid run. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was a great way to start for sure. So we moved to Friday. Oh, RJ, I wanted to ask you, did, did people like, what was the vibe on the ground during the encore? Um, 
It was, I would say like, I would say mixed. Like I think some people, mm-hmm. I think I, I tweeted this the other day, particularly about Sunday, just because we'll get to Sunday, but there, there was a lot of conversations happening throughout the shows. Mm-hmm. It was, especially when the two nights that I wasn't up close, when you're Friday and Saturday, there was no talking the whole time, but Thursday we were a little further back. And I think it's just like, it just felt like a time to like kind of re- relax and and not like mm-hmm. be too focused on the music. Cause it was like Dave Matthews singing a song or whatever. It just, I think people like felt like it was okay to just kind of like be distracted for a few minutes. Um, I don't think anyone expected the tweezer reprise to happen until later in the weekend. I think that was like mm-hmm. what a lot of my friends expected. So to hear him, I think that's when people like were like, oh, wait, this isn't over yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, wait, I got to pay attention now. Yeah, but I think it, in general, it was sort of like, okay, this is cool, but like I can, I don't have to like pay that close of attention to it. Makes sense. So we move into Friday. So do you, are, so you've been there now Wednesday night, Thursday night. You're 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 leaving the first show. It's a little bit of an easier show to handle. How are you pacing yourself out? Are you are you leaving the show and and is there like a vibe afterwards or how how are you handling this? I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty, but like the vibe you know. of leaving one of these shows is it's wild. So you go back through like we walked back and forth which is about a mile each way to both nights. I mean, all, all the nights, but those, these first two nights, the, you walk out of the show and there's a big pool area in the middle section of the resort. And that's where they have a bunch of food set up. So like, you know, the kind of buffet style with like hot dogs and hamburgers and nachos and chicken wings and like that kind of stuff. And all the bars around the pool are open. And then there's like gigantic, speakers everywhere and then that's when like the djs start so it's just like you instantly walk into like a one to three thousand person dance party and you know depending on who's doing what that night like people are pretty into the dance party it's not like a you just walk through and like look at the sites it's like people are like forming big groups and like really really continuing (laughs) the party so once you get to that area, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a raging, it's a raging party. So, you know, the first night we, I think we went back and hung out for a little bit and then went back to our, to our area. Um, but you, you got to walk through that area either way. So you're like, you're definitely going to get some food and stop and see some friends or whatever. And it's like, it definitely is not over once you leave the show. Again, it's like a huge, long shakedown but with you know free food and drinks and like around a bunch of pools it's it's pretty crazy (laughs) kind of sounds like vegas but by you know like you walk out of like the mgm Mm -hmm. grand you're immediately in the casino and but but you're like more isolated you know you you mix back in with the vegas crowd there but here it's it's just fish fans just transporting to another place it's just it's another party it's a new party um I think it goes until I think the the DJ technically goes from like 11 to 1 or 12 to 2 um but it's the the one rule is you can't jump in the pool. So there's no swimming at night. So the pools are empty. So everyone's just around the pools but there's like, you know, 10 pools. So people are just everywhere around the pools and um we got convinced, you know, our, a lot of our friends are like, "No, don't go back. Like stay here and hang out." And so we we did that 
um, every night, at least a little bit, some nights more than others, but it's, uh, it's certainly like, it's a huge party. So Friday comes and like the party's continuing ahead of the show here. Um, are you, are you like touring outside of the resorts or did you just like camp yourself in the resort? No, and just, like, I mean, chill out for five yeah. days. My wife's thing was like, I'm not leaving the resort at all unless it's by boat. Like, but I'm not like taking a bus somewhere or taking like, we're like, we're staying here yeah. unless a boat comes on the beach and picks us up and takes us somewhere, <laughs> which, which I think Matt and his wife did that. Um, the last day they did like a boating thing that left from the resort. But, um, yeah, we, my, our typical thing was we would like order room service and then around 11 or 12, go to the pool and meet our friends and like get in the pool and have some drinks and have some tacos and then like lay around the pool some more. And then, you know at four or five or so people would like start to get motivated to walk down toward the show and you either like stop at a restaurant and eat or you eat on the way there or in the venue. It, it was like all day. There's no, there are like no plans, no plans at all. You just like, you just hang out, um, which is pretty cool and, and rare. You know, it's rare to have a day when you just chill, you know, yeah. like actually nothing to do, which is, yeah. which is pretty cool, you know? So Friday was Friday was uh, one of those days where we we just we just like hung out and on the beach for a while and then went to a couple of the pools and ate lunch um, and then like yeah five o'clock we start walking down toward the toward the venue and then the show started around eight and so this show this was my personal favorite show from the couch of the weekend um, mm. had kind of everything that I want in a show it was song selection that I would not have picked out there was great jamming throughout second set obviously goes very deep what were your thoughts um on this show overall what were some of your highlights yeah i, I agree I, it was it was really interesting we were we were pretty close on mike's side this night um probably like 20 rows back and we were with a group of friends and a couple other people who had their own groups of friends and we were sort of like spaced out and it was cool and then like more people showed up, like more of our friends showed up and then more of their friends showed up and then it became a little crowded. So we spent most of the first set um, there and then we eventually headed down. Like if you just walk out Mike's side, then you're on the beach next to the water where there's even more room. So eventually we went down there, but the, I mean, you know, the ghost early on was just really, it was great. Um, but the, the highlight of the set first set was the, you know, of course, like the Haley's back into santos and the satisfaction which if you guys were watching probably saw it better than i do but i f i felt like they you could tell that they slowly were like realizing that they actually knew the song as they were playing it <laughs> and after like 30 seconds they just like start playing it it was just it was incredible to me that they were on it seemed to me like on the spot like realizing that they could actually play it and then i mean they all probably grew up playing it right so it's not that surprising mm -hmm. but to see them just go straight into it and then actually not just a tease, but like to really play it, I thought was, was really great. That was just such a cool moment. And the Haley's, I was looking for Matt during Haley's cause I knew kind of where he was. So I was kind of walking around trying to find him, um, during that, that jam. And, um, it was, it was really, that was, that was really cool. That was a cool, cool segment. Yeah, I loved, you could really see this on the webcast. I don't know, what, I mean, you guys have the screens there, so you might have seen it as well. But Trey sings the first line and then kind of looks at Paige and starts laughing. It reminded me of the um, 
Dick's 2011 come together out of rock and roll where they're, they, they, they stumble on the riff and Trey's like, all right, I'm just going to try to do this. And he can sing the first verse, but then when they get to the chorus, he doesn't know what, what key the chorus is. And he doesn't know the chord to, to go to. <laughs> and he looks at Paige and he just kind of starts laughing. And they're just like, we're just going to sing it. And whatever we play below, like don't judge us for this because we just fell into this and nobody rehearsed it. And it's, it's just kind of like a perfect throwback to classic rock radio, but also just like super humorous. Cause what other band is going to just, you know, playing a resort in Mexico is going to fall into a cover song that they've never played before. And it, haven't rehearsed you know meticulously before this yeah yeah it was really cool to see and then you know the that set i thought was was really fun um the second set i was on the beach and i was sort of like i think i kind of lost the momentum of of down with disease even though it was really beautiful and great for some reason i just didn't it like after i don't know maybe 15 minutes in or something i was just sort of i think i was a little tired and i was just sort of like seeing where it went um and i was just kind of watching and had probably stopped moving and was just sort of like watching the stage and then you know and then they played number line and then it was all it was all different um at that point which was i thought it was a great version but you know that's like you you know brian how much i love that song it was just it was great i thought they would play it on like sunday or or (laughs) at some point late in a set but i thought it was well placed and and really pretty awesome how many people did you have to remind that you felt sorry for them that they had to watch their favorite guitarist play <laughs> his favorite song in front of seven thousand people or however many were there only only on the internet not nobody in person but i did <laughs> oh good <laughs> i did remind everyone on the internet the next day just because it's part of my responsibility um but i thought that was i thought it was a great version and the karini kind of jam picked up where the down with disease jam left off you know in in that kind of blissful groove um and like four song second set and song i heard the ocean sing it was just it was it was a uh, it was probably the strongest show overall i think um start to finish just in terms of the the flow and the and the the quality of the songs um it was uh it was great Karini was probably my favorite jam of the weekend when all was said and done. It just mm. had kind of all these thematic elements I loved. We were talking about this a lot on the recaps, the sense of like they would finish a song and like the bottom would just drop out and they would get to this place of everything was really melodic. It was really blissful, but it felt very weightless and they would kind of build it back up. And in some of these jams, they almost didn't really need to build anything back up, but um, that space seemed from the couch like it fit the vibe of the overall run really really well it kind of mixed what we heard musically throughout 2021 there were a lot of heavy synths from page there was trey you know really emphasizing his synthesizer pedal for you being on the beach that kind of vibe of like being tired maybe sunbaked um you know and just kind of hanging out the ocean you're on the beach fish is playing like did you find that that style fit the vibe of the run any better than like if they had been more aggressive or more um kind of upbeat in some cases in the jamming yeah probably i mean i just thought i thought the whole thing was like really pretty perfect so i i guess yeah you know like it it seemed to fit perfectly i mean there is like a i think even just like an outdoor venue compared to an indoor venue there are different things but i just think being 
next to the ocean is just it's just a different vibe you know and it obviously affects their their playing in some ways i don't think i think they're the jamming for the most part was like yeah pretty chill i guess um comparatively but i think it i think it fit fit well um although they did start to get friday night i think started to get pretty deep in some of those jams like you said you know and i think saturday saturday had even more of that and then sunday was more like a little bit more laid back i think um in some ways but saturday to me was like the deepest sort of night of the of the run just because it started like off the bat like pretty pretty heavy with with Exila and and twist it was like they they were going into it like pretty seriously right away this is my favorite show of the run the saturday night show I just yeah. think it's super interesting. The set list is like nothing I would ever have written down, but there's some incredible playing like right away. I mean, I think the Axela combining the part two coda onto the part one was super cool. Twist is good. And your pet cat, this gem is so awesome. So yeah. like bluesy and funky. And then I love this Wolfman's brother. I mean, it's an awesome version. First set, like they take it super deep. I think the first set is really, really strong on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This was the, this is also the night where like all the people that I was with and, and Matt and his wife and a couple, a lot of other people actually were like all in one spot really close and like 50 feet from Trey probably. And it was just like, it was just the right space and the right people. And, um, and I was pretty spaced out myself personally that night. So I was like, really just kind of like, the extended outro in Axela was like, okay, this is like, it reminded me of the, the, the second night of Vegas, but, um, the, they just, that like really kind of set the tone for it for me. Um, divided sky is my wife's favorite song. And so that was, that was cool to hear. Although I I expected to hear it during like the daytime set on Sunday, Mm -hmm. you know, and not like middle of a first set Saturday, but it was, it was, it was great. And, the. The Wolfman's was like so long. And to me, that was like that jam is the most, I guess, representative of of where they are sound wise right now. Like there's like the it's almost like the your pet cat kind of jamming mm-hmm. sound, but with like more heavy synth sounds from Paige, more texture, more like but but kind of like funky, funky jamming, but just with like much more much more space spacey sounds coming from from mike and page and trey like it's just it's, so many layers yeah it's, it's so wild. patient i feel like it gets really deep and you can hear them playing that song in like a slower tempo and they're just not trying to like chase jams i feel like this whole weekend yeah. the jams were yeah. just like falling into the space where they were and they were really listening and yeah the interplay between page and trey and that wolfman's is incredible I said in one of the recaps, but it reminds me of Paige's album, maybe where the visitors mm-hmm. like with mm-hmm. this, like really kind of like desolate soundtrack to like a weird movie. I don't know. It's yeah. just, there was just this really kind of, yeah, textured richness to it that I think is so cool. And I think is a cool evolution from where they were last year. If they're going to like keep moving in that way, it's incredible. The diversity of the jams all weekend, like they were playing dark, they were playing blissy, they were playing delicately they were playing funky there's a lot of like bluesy stuff i think it's incredible yeah this uh this show was it felt to me 
you know, you're on a vacation and there's like a point where you almost feel like, do I need to actually go back? And I've got to imagine <laughs> the band feels that way as well. And like Saturday night, everyone's so deep into it. You know, you have another show left and it kind of feels like the show where like the vibe of the Island, the vibe of like being on the beach, like if you're going to go and get a tattoo or if you're going to like, you know, get a <laughs> necklace that like you're going to bring back as like, you know, a, a symbol of this experience that you had when you were away, you're getting your hair braided, whatever you're going to do, it's going to happen on this <laughs> night. And they like fully dove into this. This is like, this is the beachside getaway show of the weekend. And the fact that they took it to as many diverse jamming places, as many like dark places, but also like kept that melodic aspect of, of the first two nights. It fits as like an evolutionary step forward, like you're talking about Meg, but it also like, it just feels like the show. It, it reminded me of, um, you know, what you typically get from like a 1230 where like, we're so deep mm -hmm. into the run and yeah. it's an isolated run, but like, this is the night where like, we feel completely a part of whatever the last two nights of music have been. Um, it was funny because we we ordered food this night and it came way faster than I expected it to. And like I had to go up and grab the, the food when Axilla started and I knew it was Axilla one and I come back downstairs and they're playing the Axilla two end and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What are these guys doing? And that was kind of the whole feeling for the rest of the show. Wolfman's, you know, you just like fall into this jam set your soul free, got to some really weird demonic places. It reminded me of the simple from dicks that went into catapult back, uh, back last, last September sense and subtle sounds cross-eyed, like two songs that tend to jam really well, but in the placement that they played them after really significant jams and set your soul free and simple, I kind of figured we're just going to get like a 10 minute rock and roll version of, uh sense and subtle sounds like a high energy cross-eyed and painless and instead they went in the exact same jamming place that they had been it just they felt like they didn't want to leave the stage which from the couch is always a cool thing but i've got to imagine being there in the room is uh or on the beach is is a great feeling as well i yeah. love this cross-eyed and painless it's so good yeah. i mean it was weird things got incredibly weird i'll tell you that um <laughs> there was the definitely a part there's definitely a part toward the end of set your soul free when i like thought that we were it was like all gonna go crashing to the ground mm -hmm. it was like this is all the world is over and this is and then it like you know resolves into simple but um it was there was definitely a moment there where i was like i don't know if this is okay i don't know if this is gonna be okay and then like and then simple you know started and it was everything was fine um <laughs> the sense and the cross side though. Yeah. I, I expected like more songs, you know, and it kind of after those, what 30, almost 25 or so minutes of, of jamming that it would kind of turn into more of like a Saturday night show that I would expect, yeah. but, but they just kept going back into it. Um, which is, which was really cool. Um, I, I don't know the, the encore was just, was so great. Um, the slave was just so perfect um great way to end but the wedge and sleeping monkey i mean that was it was so fun and it was a beautiful encore it was really really amazing amazing show i loved how slave like structurally that song is almost set up like a lot of their jamming that they've been doing throughout this mm -hmm. run where 
you get the song and then it, everything drops out it's just on you know a and d and it just like slowly builds back up to a peak and so many of these jams kind of felt that way to my ears and so the here slave coming at the end just felt like hey we wrote a song that feels like this vibe and we're going to play it for you now yeah yeah it, they've been they, there was a lot more like blissful jamming um mm-hmm. this run than than in the fall tour right that's what it felt like yeah. to me yeah yeah it felt to me it felt to me like they took elements of fall tour and kind of uh like evened out the edges so it was mm-hmm. it was a little bit more refined it, it it honestly like we talked about this i think in one of our recaps like sonically it reminds me of the transition from new year's eve 97 to the island tour where like the island tour has elements of the 1997 jamming style it's funky it's groovy but there's a little bit more softer softness around the edges and that's where they move into ambient jamming and i don't necessarily see them like repeating that style of you know 2022 will sound like 1998 in any ways but it felt like what is the logical next step from this very noisy cacophonous industrial jamming built out of sci-fi soldiers well let's just kind of like shave off the edges and explore the space and explore the melody now that we have the sounds and the tools that we're really building with so one question i have following this show you have one more show left and then obviously you know you you, this isn't your last night in mexico but i've got to imagine coming out of sunday night there's almost a sense of like hey we got to get packed because we got to fly back to america tomorrow and yeah it's going to be a whole thing is there like a race to finish everything on Saturday night and, and everything, you know, just, you know, fill in the blanks there. But like, is there a sense of like, Hey, this is the last like night that we're on vacation or, or how, how does this feel after the show? So this was the night, this is our latest night for sure. And this is like the, the night that I slept the, le- the least. Um, we went back to the pool again. Like you have to walk through that area and got, you know, persuaded to hang out for a while. And we were ready to, to keep hanging out a little bit, but I think it was like two o'clock probably. And we were ready to go home and we were, we were trying like friends of ours who were there were really trying hard to persuade us to keep, to keep hanging out. And I'm like, you know, for me, like two o'clock is like, it's like basically the morning. Like I'm what like, happens after this? <laughs> yeah. Like we've already it's not been going to be good. Yeah. We've been hanging out for, <laughs> you know, 14 hours since noon <laughs> and nothing you know, else to say to you. Like I didn't want to, I didn't even want to like have another beer. Like I didn't want to like, mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, this is, you know, but people, people, I know many people who didn't go to sleep until the morning. So I would say that probably, yes, your, your theory is probably correct that it's like, this is the last big night. And also a lot of people left, leave early Monday morning. Of course I, we left mm-hmm. at our, our shuttle thing was at like 1230. So we, we didn't mm-hmm. have the same urgency, but I think Saturday night was probably the biggest, the biggest party for sure. Um, and, and again, the pool scene, I saw so many of our friends from Twitter at the pool. Um, it, it's, it's just like, it's just like another, another party. Um, it's it's like go you know but but going to a post show party like in someone's hotel room or something is pretty different from like standing around a pool with like a DJ who was playing really great stuff. Um, our friend Jesse Lauder did the DJing um, one late night and a couple afternoons, and all the DJs were 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 great. So it was a good it's a good place to stay up really late if if you want to do that. 
I felt I, saw some I felt very like fun video from it. It looked really fun. Okay, yeah. I mean, I felt like we were like real, real losers for going home at two, you know. But I'm also like, <laughs> I mean, it's like two o'clock. I don't know showing. what else do you want. What else do you want from me, you know? Um. So yeah, it was great. Think of the then, last time I stayed up past two o'clock in the morning. It might have been with you in San Francisco, but like, it's 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 been a while. It's been a while, and that yeah, that it's a special occasion. I mean, it was it was great, but we definitely like. I think we might have said like, yes, we're we're gonna keep hanging out. We're just gonna like go over here for a second, and then we left because mm. um, we the like, Irish had, goodbye. Yeah, we had to do it. Um, <laughs> Sunday was a really fun day. During the day, we went to this one pool area that's called the Taco Bar, and we hung out by the pool and we ordered plates of tacos. That they each order came with two tacos, and I we probably got like sixty plates of tacos throughout the course of the day over like (laughs) we had to get to the show early on sunday so you have to leave like at four instead of six but for four hours we hung out at the pool and we must have had a hundred or more tacos between are you sick of of tacos now no i mean they were so good too it wasn't like shitty tacos they were like they were very good um we ordered so much we're like i can't believe we ordered this much then we finished them immediately and ordered more and um that day, actually, after the pool, before the show, I went back to our room by myself and my wife stayed with our friends and I made myself take like a 15 minute nap, which actually worked. And then I was ready to go. So Sunday was great because we went down and we planned on going to the beach and not going into the crowd at all. Um, and we set up on the beach um, pretty close because there's a lot of room. And then for like most of the first set, I was in the ocean and it was just once you get in the ocean at a show, you're like, oh, this is like the whole point of being here <laughs> is like splashing around in the ocean and swimming and just like enjoying the warm water while you're listening to to music. It's just it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. What's the sound like from the ocean? Fine. Totally fine. Like I wow. didn't. Yeah. It, it. I didn't even notice a difference. I mean, on the beach, same thing. Like you know, being very close is, is better sound wise, but it's not like you're straining to hear it's the sound, the way the speakers are arranged are like, they're on Mike's side, they're like pointing at the beach. So you're getting like, you're getting great sound. Um, and again, saw like many friends in the, in the water, like I like our (laughs) friend Felicia and other people. And you're just like, Hey, and then you like swim around and talk to people. And then you, like and fish is playing and it's pretty wild. Um, and it was surprising that they played three, three riff songs in a row there. And I was like wondering if they were going to play maze at some point. Um, but the split open and melt was, was a, a pretty, pretty cool and pretty wild. Um, you know, almost set closer. I thought that was like, I thought that was pretty awesome. So you mentioned to us, and then you you mentioned this publicly that this was a top twenty show for you all time. Um, first and foremost, can you rank your top twenty shows right here on the spot? No, I'm joking. Um, you probably could. Was, I feel like yeah. Brian could for sure. I feel like Brian could. I would definitely get confused after a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, I could. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell. You, we I know. can't tell you the periodic table, but yeah, I could tell you every single uh, where fish. Show What's more been. useful? Come on. Yeah, this is true. Oh, I'm not on a podcast about the periodic table, so this is a good. <laughs> um, was the vibe 
the the contributing factor was the music was a combination like what what to you when you walked away were you like that's one of the best shows i've ever seen um part of it is the you know spending the first set like in the ocean so part of it is just personal experience like that i mean i think the the mike's groove and the the long split open and melt which I, I had just gotten out of the ocean before that and i was back with our group of people and it was just like we knew it would get weird and and it did and it was the the sun was just it was just getting dark, you know, when that started and it, mm. it was perfect. Um, to me, like the, the song choices and the jamming in the second set, I just thought was like perfect start to finish. I mean, I think the, the no men was something we were expecting to open the second set. Um, and it was, you know, not super long, but the everything's right. And the Caspian were both just great. Like it was a great Caspian. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the sea of stars is one of their most interesting songs. Like it, to me, that was the most interesting musical part of the whole weekend, just because you can tell that they're like, it's like dark star, you know, they're, they're just, Mm -hmm. they're just experimenting on the fly. And there's like a lot of really interesting stuff happening in that, whatever it is, however long it is. I mean, I, I just thought that part was amazing i guess that was that was like what 11 12 minutes and then the golden age like the jam in golden age was was my favorite jam of the of the weekend just because it was really funky but it was also like pretty upbeat and i just thought they were i I think that's like my that sort of segment between everything's right and golden age was improv wise like the most interesting Mm -hmm. part of the weekend um and then like lonely trip and harry hood to close it out like that's just so blissful and amazing um so that whole second set to me is like pretty perfect yeah i thought it flowed incredibly well i the mm-hmm. golden age was like the cream was probably my favorite jam of the week and the golden age was right behind it in both in the sense that like you talked about this with the saturday night show by the time they started golden age i kind of figured we'll get like a nine ten minute it'll be funky it'll probably stay close to golden age and then they'll end the show with you know a possum a golgi something to just like raise the energy before the weekend's over and when they just kept going with golden age like you you just got this sense that the band and i love this so much when they do this for like a run you get a sense towards the end of the weekend that the band still has a lot left in them and Mm -hmm. if they played a fifth show they have a lot of songs still left on the table and creatively they still feel like they have something left to be said. Um, our, our friend who was on the show this last weekend, Ben Greenfield texted me during lonely trip and said, there's never been a better placed ballad, like more consistently mm-hmm. has a ballad been better placed than lonely trip. And it seems like every time they play it, you get this sense of this right here is when they should have played it. We needed to take, take a step down. It's a perfect reflection. Um, and Harry Hood, I found myself, I always get emotional when Harry Hood's played. And to see them, you know, here in a new year, applying a slightly new sound to one of their most reliable emotional peaks of a song. Uh, it just, in the moment watching it, it felt like they were recognizing that, you know, something special had happened here musically. And Harry Hood in person is just like, put the arms up and you're like, what, this is why we do this right here, mm-hmm. this moment. And it was such a great set closer. Well, Meg, we didn't really get a chance to talk about the show. What were your thoughts about it? 
Yeah, I thought it was great. I remember we were texting a little bit during the first set and the three riff songs in a row are just so great. I know they did that sometime recently too. I don't know if you remember Brian, but it's just, I love that they're playing them kind of as a suite, some of these songs, because they go so well together. They also are just, I love Rift and it's my introduction to Fish. And so anytime I hear these songs together, I just immediately feel like this deep sense of nostalgia. And I remember, I think it was on our text chain that Jonathan said during Split Open, he's like, this near the ocean could get like really weird, but luckily yeah. it was still light out. So I think if it had been dark, that might've been like really scary. Like people would have just- It was just like, on the verge. Right? Yeah. yeah. They might've been like oozing into the water. So thankfully it was still light out. So everybody stayed safe, but it definitely could have gotten really weird if it was dark. I think, I think this song selection, especially in the second set is just absolutely perfect. And I agree. The golden age is just so magical. And every time they played Lonely Trip, it's been coming out of just this like, great jam I think of yeah. like the Haley's and Hershey or you know, other times when they've like landed into it where it just sounded so beautiful and perfectly played and I think they're doing such a good job of playing their new songs in the right places right now which is like really exciting I also think this encore is perfect I love yeah. a life beyond the dream I feel like sometimes people I don't know I haven't seen it get the love I saw it in Charlotte and I felt like half of the place like, or not Charlotte, sorry, Charleston. I felt like half the place emptied out. And I was like, yeah. am I the only one that loves this song? It's so beautiful. And then ending in first tube. Yeah. Like I think together that's like a perfect encore. I think that this trend of like building an incredible set list is just continuing from the summer and the fall. I think they're just really nailing it and playing songs that, yeah. yeah, like just really flow well. And also are interesting, like busting out songs that we haven't heard, playing jams in different ways, you know, jamming out songs we don't expect in different places. I just think it's it's making it so interesting. I, w- I just I want to add that I mean, Brian, you know that Harry Hood is is by far my favorite song to hear live at a show, and it's been the like so like I we knew they were going to play it, you know, and mm-hmm. that was so great. But I, I think I went to the bathroom and maybe to get a beer or something um at the very end of golden age when i knew that it was like going into something else and as i was walking back <clears throat> there were like definitely hundreds and you know not like not half the crowd or anything but there were hundreds of people leaving before harry hood so i think like maybe people who had like you know a 5 a.m shuttle to get to the airport or something and there was mm-hmm. definitely like a large amount of people who were leaving before the end of the second set which is too bad, but like that's why they start somewhat early. Um, mm-hmm. I think they said it was supposed to be five, and then they started at like five forty, something mm-hmm. like that. That's on right. Mm-hmm. Um, like they could have started earlier, but you know mm-hmm. they didn't. Um, but the hood was so amazing. Um, I, I mentioned this uh, earlier, but beneath the sea of stars, like half the crowd just started like speed dating. It was like, it started and everyone's like, so how's it going? What what are you up to? Like, it's like, it's like, what's everyone doing? It's not over. This is not like a commercial break. Like what the fuck is happening? That um, song too is so incredibly beautiful. Like that. It's yeah. beautiful. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's so experimental and it, it, you know, I, I was really shocked by that, but um, the, the same thing kind of happened during life beyond the dream. Um, my wife and I both love that song. So that was cool. Um, I, was hoping either after Life Beyond the Dream or after First Tube that they would play more because that's like after after Back Was Down the Number Line, that's my favorite sh- song to like just absolutely rage to when like everyone else is like sad because I'm like, this is the song is so great. But yeah. the first two, we had like a full 
like probably the 10 or 12 people that we were with, everyone was just going absolutely nuts. It was like, we were leaving everything, everything on the field. Um, and it was, it was, it was a great, it was like a great ending. Um, it was a really, it was just a, a really magical night, but also I thought the show was just kind of perfect. Um, so, you know, according to fish.net, it's, it's by far the the worst rated show and there's no, there's not a single review of the show on fishnet. Which is kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah I've seen I, now. Even Thursday is ranked higher. So I think after this, I'm going to commit to writing, I'm going to write a review and I'm going to post it on fishnet because no one wants to hear about Sunday's show. So I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do it. I'm going to write another one. I, I feel it. like, this run did a really good job of like the shows matching the vibe of the day that they were played. Like the Thursday night show is energetic. You get there. It's kind of a party. It's a little bit more high energy, but like they give you kind of a preview of what's to come Friday, Saturday, they dive deep. You get these weird set lists with really interesting song selections, a lot of jamming Sunday, like Sunday's first set to me, I was like, this is the kind of music I want fish to play on a beach in at sunset mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and the second set you know by this point in a run especially if you're streaming it from home you're kind of just like well i don't know what else they have on the table and i don't know how much energy they still have and like it's the last set usually these sets don't end up being you know filled with you know incredible amount of highlights i felt like this one flowed perfectly song selection as we're talking about it was not really what I expected, but they hit a lot of songs that you would expect them ultimately to play during a run. Everything's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golden Age, Harry Hood. During Sea of Stars, my wife looked at me and goes, Trey is the most giddy person on earth because he wrote mm-hmm. every one of these lyrics for this setting right here. <laughs> um, totally. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought they paced it out really nicely. And um, uh, I, I enjoyed this show a lot. Fr- Friday was my my favorite overall show, but I thought I don't think that they played a bad show, and I don't think that they played a mm-hmm. show that like there's enough to go back and sink your teeth into to try to understand musically where the band is at and really enjoy musically where they're at leading up to MSG. Um, all right, last couple questions for you here before we go. So you leave the Sunday show. You have a little bit of a later shuttle but like yeah are the djs playing is it is it just like do you walk out and it feels like oh, it's over and we just got to go back and go to bed and get packed up or like is there a sense of like we are staying on vacation yeah there's definitely the latter i mean we i was purposely like you have to go through the pool area to get back to where we we're staying so i was like we got it we have to go through here but i don't like i, I need i want to get back to like our area because it's the this is going to sound like so bougie but like the grand area it's quiet and it's like you walk through all this this huge party and you get to like the end of like the grand area which is like a separate wristband and all that no one really checks but it's like a separate area and you get back to that area and you like cross over into that area and it's just quiet (laughs) completely quiet you don't hear anything you can hear like you know crickets and birds and that's it so it's really nice to like go into an insane party and then like walk out and then you're like in in silence. Um, we went to this bar inside of the lobby called the Speakeasy Bar. It's like bookcases are the doors and you open the bookcases and go in. And it's it's they definitely have like the best mixed drinks on the in the whole place. Like they have good. It's like it felt like being in like a nice 
a nice lounge somewhere and we hung out there for a couple hours after because we just wanted to like keep hanging out but we were hang- hanging out like sitting in comfortable chairs and just kind of sitting around not like in the middle of a, a pool dance party so that's how we chose to to wind down and um i think i had to call it a night at like one and like that was fine it was the show was over by i think nine forty five probably so we had we had a lot more time to hang out and then eventually eventually had to had to call it a night but it was um I, like the the late afternoon leaving on Monday is definitely like something I wouldn't I wouldn't do it otherwise because if you have to get up you know you have to be on a shuttle at seven or something like it just if you're going all out to do something like this you might as well make it like as chill as possible you know like do everything you can to make it as relaxing as possible for yourself that's like that's my that was our our take anyway you'll get home to the cold you'll get home to work, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Just enjoy yeah. it while you're there. Um, I will say, other- I just want to say one more thing, yeah. which is that on Sunday, before, because we were leaving on Monday, we had to go th- get a COVID test. So mm-hmm. the way it worked is you go in the lobby and then you go down these stairs, whatever, and there's this room and you go in and you like register and then there's like a waiting room and then you go in and do the test. Then you have to come back into the waiting room that you were in and they make you wait for your test because they're like 15 minute rapid tests. So we go in and we see like a bunch of people and everyone's like kind of like sitting there waiting, whatever. And then you go and you get your test and then you go into the next room and there's a bowling alley, little small bowling alley and bar right across the hallway. So everyone went in and got drinks and came back in the waiting room. And then it's just like, everyone's like partying in this waiting room <laughs> waiting for their COVID <laughs> test results. And apparently there's like no privacy concerns because they would come in and they'd be like, RJ, Rachel, you're negative. And then like everyone would just cheer and then everyone, like, every time they said, like, negative test, like, everyone would start cheering and everyone's, like, spilling their beer and having it. It's, like, 11 a.m. It's just, like, interesting encapsulation of why this place is great. We saw, like, five people in the waiting room who we had seen in other places over the weekend. And so that part was just, like, an interesting little COVID twist on it. But it was also, like, it was pretty fun. That's awesome. Um, the other question is fashion-related. So yeah, John Fishman came out looking just marvelous with mm-hmm. beach hair and a beard. Megan and I were saying he looks like a college professor who yeah. happens to play in a local bar band. Um, but then also so Mr. <laughs> Mr. Trey Anastasio made headlines on Sunday with flip up shades. I um, mean, tell me. I mean, just looked amazing. Yeah. He looked like a he looked like a rock awesome. star at a country fair, like a state fair, playing <laughs> yeah. like Bob Seger. Um, so good. <laughs> which which look did you like better, and and what were your thoughts on the band's uh, fashion choices throughout the weekend? I, I loved the Saturday night. The Saturday night sweatshirt was great, or sweater, whatever that was. that Trey had the on with lighting the lighting bolts. bolts. Yeah, the Shit's Creek sweater. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, that was good. You know, Fishman just looked like he didn't give a fuck. Like it's so great. Mm-hmm. He's just Cast like castaway vibes. Yeah, he looked like yeah, he exactly. flew down to Mexico after the New Year's Eve set. He, he might have. Like, you never know. Totally. Um, Mike was ripped, you know, and he kept posting pictures of his workouts, which was great. Um, <laughs> I thought they looked great. I mean, Trey, like the the flip the flip up shades were hilarious because that was amazing. When he. I was like, when he started, I'm like, I don't, I don't can't remember the last time I've seen him wearing sunglasses on stage. Um, 
maybe a magnet ball during the day set, but I don't remember. I, I, I just like, it's, it's not very often. Has anyone, did, did anyone catalog that? As so I'm, I'm thinking it may be different than what I'm about to say. The last time I recall was uh night one of it, the, the daytime mm. set. But now that I'm thinking about it, I need to go back and look at, look at video. It might be the acoustic set from festival eight. Wow. That's very, yeah, that's I, more I, I did now. start to think about this then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you surprised? Well, they don't do that many days. Because <laughs> even when they're playing in the summer, typically it's an amphitheater, right? So it's not like right. the sun mm-hmm. is in their eyes. It's pretty rare. It's festivals, really. Um, right. Yeah, th- it was great. I mean, my fashion was less, um, I guess, elaborate than theirs. I brought like five t-shirts and three pairs of shorts. And like, that's kind of it. You're not like That's a fish it. check who had like her glitter and her yeah. You no. didn't have the whole. Mm-hmm. If I if I went without my wife, I would have just had my backpack. But we we had one suitcase that was a carry on between the two of us. That's all we brought and our backpacks. Wow, That's impressive. Yeah. Our friends I am like really kind of impressed. Away. We were like, we took it. We it was pretty simple. Um, and I think we looked. I think we looked okay. You know, the pictures turned out great. Um, yeah, I think you looked awesome. You looked so my, happy. I was very happy. My wife had a great, like, picture-worthy outfit on on Friday night with like a sparkle jumpsuit that was sent to us by our friend Drew's wife, um, and it just ro- it rocked everybody's world. So you know, we That's made awesome. we made some fashion headlines, but not like Trey. So um, <laughs> hard to compete. Yeah, it was really great. I, I, you know, as we talked over the last hour or so, like I think everyone knows, and I realized like. I realized many times throughout the weekend how lucky we were to be in such a situation, you know, like to be able to spend the money and time and have childcare and go to Mexico. Like it's not, it's not easy to do. So I realized that it takes like, you know, I'm lucky to be a white American, you know, and be able to like do those sorts of things. But if you, if you can do it, I, I think you can spend just as much money going to four shows you know, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a five or six day vacation on the beach, that's all inclusive. It's just, it's a perfect way to, to see fish in my opinion. So I would recommend people check it out if they, if they haven't wanted to before. I think that's a really good point is like, everything's all included there. And if, if you mm-hmm. look at going, you know, doing a standard fish run in any city in America, you're probably going to, at some point, depending on how many shows you do, be in a similar financial boat. So mm-hmm. throwing all of that into a four day getaway, five day getaway in Mexico, uh, it's good for, it's a good way to kind of unwind in the middle of winter. It feels like the perfect yeah. time of year to do this. It's definitely um, perfect time. All right. Last question for the group is we do at the end of every one of these episodes, we're going to go around. Everyone's going to recommend a set and a jam for listeners to check out. We've, we've thrown out a lot of highlights here, but Megan, starting with you, what would be your jam you'd recommend people check out? And what would be your set you recommend people checking out from this run? My jam is the cross-eyed and painless. It's just the jam is so melodic and the ending section is like so ethereal and delicate that's like my favorite kind of jam. It's just beautiful, gorgeous. And I also love that it comes out of this like hard driving rock song. I think it's just like, we were talking a little bit about this on one of the recaps, but they're doing so many gems that start in a certain place and end somewhere totally different. And I think that's, that's what this was, which was super great. And I think my set is that set. I think night three, set two, 
set your soul free, simple, sense and subtle sounds, cross-eyed, waist, blazon. I think it's great. I think that if they had taken that slave maybe and put it where the blazon was, the set would have been like absolutely perfect. But awesome played set. I think the whole the first four songs are just new directions for jams. I thought I thought it was great. I love all those answers. RJ, what about you? Oh man. Um, jam, I guess I, I think the, I've never needed you like this before from the first night is, is particularly like, it's very fiery and, and really pretty, pretty incredible. Um, I think, you know, the set two of Sunday night, I, it seems to me like based on the fact that there are no reviews on Fishnet and that it's had such a low <laughs> review, like it seems like people didn't really like that. And I, I think, um, I think it's worth going back to. I mean, I, I I would encourage people to like put on headphones and listen to the Everything's Right, Caspian Sea of Stars, Golden Age, Lonely Trip, Hood. Like that's a that's a mm -hmm. that's a perfect chunk of music. And then throw the ten minute No Men at the beginning of that, just because why not? I mean, it's a that to me is a it's a, it's been overlooked. I think so far. So I'm gonna keep gonna keep saying that. I'm into that as well. Um, I'm going to go with the Carini from 225, my favorite jam of the overall run. I think it just accomplishes uh, everything they seem to be going for throughout the entire run. And it's one that I've listened back to a few times. I've just been fascinated by. And uh, I'm going to go with that set as well, that second set, four song second set, only the second time that that's happened since 2004. Uh, Down with Disease, I loved. Trey just was shredding. And then they go into that melodic zone. Um, I think it definitely, I, I get what you mean. It got a little long towards the end, but that number line, um, this is a number line friendly podcast. We love number line yes. here. We celebrate every version of number line. And uh, I loved how it dropped out. It got quiet. They built it back up. Karini comes next. And then a song I heard the ocean sing goes into this really cool, uh, just like power chord. It's very, uplifting and doesn't actually return to a song i heard the ocean sing it was such a cool way to end off that set so either way i mean based on all of us listing three separate jams and three separate sets there was a lot of great music to take away um and i really enjoyed recapping this and getting a on the ground reporting from you rj getting your thoughts on what it was like i feel like i was there eating 65 tacos in totally the, uh, in the afternoon sun. I, I just, what a vibe, man. I hope you guys can come next year. I am, I'm hoping I can come. It, it's, it <laughs> seems like the best way to, uh, to take a break, but um, we will be back as a team next week. We are going to be diving back in time. 30 years. 30 years. 30 wow. years. Wow. Spring of 1992 george hw bush was president bill clinton had not yet become the comeback kid you two was had just 15. released opportunity <laughs> megan was 15 i was seven the chicago bulls were about to win the best championship that they ever won in my opinion and we're going to talk this is a we're great, starting great preview this is a great preview. We just wait till we actually get to the episode. I got a lot. Um, <laughs> we are going to talk about the spring of 1992. We're going to talk about this tour in three parts over the course of the spring of 2022. Everybody's got a lot of homework to do. We're going to be focusing on March 1992, sharing our highlights, sharing some great shows. Personally speaking, 
I think Modern Fish begins with the spring of 92. You get a lot of great, great songs that are debuted in the early spring. A lot of cool gimmicks. April 92 is an amazing, amazing month. So I'm really excited for us to jump into that. We will be doing that next week. Same time, same place. Last thing to share with you all here. Hey, we got a friend here. Hi. Franklin, can you say hi? Hi. Hey, Franklin. How you doing? Hi, Franklin. They can't hear, he can't hear you, but he's good. He's good. He's good. <laughs> so the last thing I want to tell you all before we leave is about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD. Give you a quick reminder here that Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located just outside of Burlington, Vermont. For many years, Sunset Lake was a dairy farm producing milk for Ben and Jerry's ice cream. In 2018, 2019, they diversified. They started growing hemp for CBD. Sunset Lake embraces Vermont's tradition for land stewardship by using sustainable and regenerative farming techniques. To build and protect healthy soils, they are 100% pesticide free. That's good. Use minimal tillage and implement cover crops and crop rotations. They also serve as the research farm for the University of Vermont's Agronomus. I think I got that right, Meg. Did I get that Nailed right? Nailed it. Agronomus, Agronomus, to study hemp and inform best industry, industry practices. Um, look, we talk a lot here about Sunset Lake CBD. I love their product. It is um, totally revolutionized for me. The world of... Um, uh, smoking grass and smokables. Their uh, edibles are excellent. Their tinctures, I use them in tea towards the end of the night. It's such a great way to unwind towards the end of the day. Knowing that they're a majority employee-owned hemp farm, knowing the practices that they put into place means that much more for me. So I would encourage you all to check out sunsetlakecbd.com. Use the coupon code HFPOD for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown and with that, we'll be back next week. RJ, Megan, have yourself a great rest of your Wednesday and a great rest of your week. I cannot wait to talk to you all next week. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening and watching. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. See everyone. Hey music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. 
The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. 